0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I want to hear scary. cannons. Out to a ball to the five, touchdown Tampa Bay. My, Evans does it again. Fire the cannons, Bucks. It's first and goal. That's not done. That's picked up, and who else? Barber. Tampa Bay Buccaneers may ride to the Super Bowl with that one. Third down, 18. Dropping Dan
1: looking Dan looking Dan. It goes up
0: with it. Head to the side. A Derrick Brooks 30. Brooks to the 29th. Derrick Brooks on the way. There it is. The daggers in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. And there the cannons come. fire them. Keep, yeah. Keep on firing them. Keep on firing them.
1: After just a single season as offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dave Canales has been hired as the new head coach for NFC South rival, the Carolina Panthers. After firing Frank Reich just uh, less than 10 games into the season and not winning a single one, the Panthers deemed Dave Canales, after his success in year one with Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield at quarterback, uh, they deemed him head coach material. So you, you can't help but be happy for Dave Canales, but obviously leaves the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a less-than-ideal position. Welcome back to an emergency episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast live on YouTube. I'm your host, as always, Rip Matthew. Joined alongside me today, filling in for Evan Wanish, Mr. Bucks Nation himself, James Hill. James, how do you feel about this breaking news?
0: Pretty surprised. Um, I would say this is not what I expected to talk about today. Um, This is a move that... Look, okay, you 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 had said at the top here where this is based on Dave Kanellis and his one year in Tampa Bay, right? And I do agree with that. I think that that plays a factor into it, but I think contextually, the larger picture, it goes deeper than just what he did in Tampa Bay, which I, I thought was a good year. Me and you talked about this right before we started. It was a good year in Tampa Bay. You saw what Dave Canales was able to do with Baker Mayfield, but going deeper with that, His time with Geno Smith was a big factor into this. His time with Russell Wilson and just really being a part of that really good Seattle coaching staff with Pete Carroll since 2010, I believe, was a part of that. But also, a lot of people might not know this. I've talked about it over here on my channel or over on my channel is Dan Morgan, the new general manager for the Carolina Panthers spent seven years a part of the same coaching slash front office staff with Dave Canales. So that played a huge factor into it. There was some talk that that uh, Detroit Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson was still going to be the favorite moving forward. But you did always have to ask that question of because of the proof of what Dave Canales had done with geno smith with baker mayfield with just the seattle seahawks in the past and also factoring in the connections that new general manager dan morgan had with dave Canales, is this a, a a pairing that made more sense than having to wait potentially another two weeks to get ben johnson into that mix and we found our answer as dave Canales is the new head coach of the carolina panthers
1: yeah there is A ton of questions from the point of view of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now as the search for a new offensive coordinator begins. We got a lot of great points in chat. Uh, Do the Bucs look inside to hire someone as the new OC? Do they look out elsewhere? Uh, There are still, I think, seven or eight, well, now seven teams in the NFL looking for their next head coach, which means there's going to be a lot of offensive coordinators on the market as well. Thad Lewis has been brought up, and we do have a write-up here from Pewter Report, so before we get into some candidates, uh, this is from Matt Matera. With up to eight teams looking to find their next head coach, Canales had just finished up his second interview with the Panthers on Tuesday of this week. New Carolina general manager Dan Morgan was with Dave Canales for eight years in the Seahawks organization from 2010 to 2017 in the personnel department and had firsthand familiarity and understanding to what Dave Canales can bring to the Panthers. Though it is surprising for a one-year play caller to immediately take another jump to head coach, if there was anyone that could do it, it was Dave Canales. He was known for his upbeat and energetic attitude where he constantly was preaching positivity. His production helped pave the way as well. Canales came in with a new system and teamed up with quarterback Baker Mayfield. The Bucks improved their average points per game from a year ago, getting up to averaging 20.5 points per game while also improving the run game. Mayfield had a career resurgence throwing For 4,044 yards this season and 28 touchdowns to just 10 interceptions. The offense also saw better production for Mike Evans, whose 79 catches, 1,255 receiving yards, and 13 touchdowns were his best since 2018. The 13 scores by Evans tied Tyreek Hill for the most receiving touchdowns in the league in 2023. So again, Thad Lewis is another name that has been brought up. Pewter Report has brought it up. They sent out a tweet couple of other people have intrigued about it. I think Greg Almond may have addressed it as well. Uh, but we look around the league, we look at this flock of offensive coordinators, and luckily for the Bucks as well, this happened at a better time of year. You'd rather it happen now than closer to the draft. You know, last year you were kind of scrambling to decide what this coaching staff would look like, and Bowles wasn't left with much of a choice because we didn't find out Arians was going to retire until, or I'm sorry, two years ago. Wow. Holy hell. Um you know, I, I I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how the Bucks approach this. But Thad Lewis, a potential candidate, being mentioned before we dive into some more, James.
0: Yeah. So so real quick about Thad Lewis. I know he was requested to interview with the Las Vegas Raiders, as some members of the chat had pointed out. As far as I can tell, nothing has been scheduled yet or completed uh, for any anybody. Who was to have interest there in that Raiders offensive coordinator position. So look, that's one possibility that the Buccaneers could lose a guy like Thad Lewis to the Raiders. But also, who's to say that Thad Lewis isn't going to join Dave Canales' staff over there in Carolina? We don't know. And I know that Thad Lewis is a guy that's been a part of the Bruce Arians staff and now the Todd Bull staff as well. But you know, Dave Canales also had to sign off on Thad Lewis staying on board and it just seems like that was a good connection for them so I, that's one of those things where i could see it both ways i could see that lewis staying on and maybe this is as simple as todd bull saying look i really like thad lewis let's go ahead and promote him and just go from there but it could also go another route where the buccaneers may also lose a guy like that lewis on their coaching staff so that is that is a couple of things to consider be it the raiders be it the panthers or you know that's one way it could be taken also Could be as simple as just Todd Bowles saying, hey, we like Thad Lewis. He's already in the building. Let's go ahead and promote him. So, yeah, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, we had talked before we started the show as well, and this was just kind of a fun name to toss around, but Frank Reich, former head coach of the Carolina Panthers, not doing much of anything right now, Um, and not too many connections to the current Tampa Bay Buccaneers coaching staff, which a guy like Thad Lewis, again, has a lot more to bring to the table. Yeah. but but I think with Frank Reich, you know, it's an interesting name that could be brought up into the conversation, but no real traction to it. But looking around, I mean, Zach Robinson, you know, a, a lot of the big-name offensive coordinators are going to be getting a head coaching job more than likely, like you guys from Detroit, you know, Ben Johnson and uh, the OC from Philly who just got let go as well.
0: Yeah, with with, with new guys, real quick to, to, to mention Frank Reich, You know, he's 62 years old. I wouldn't mind Frank Reich. I think that he would still be a good option. I think his time in Carolina does not define who he was as a coach. You look at his time with the Eagles. He did a great job. You look at his time with the Colts. In my opinion, I think he did a solid job. And he's a guy that, you know, I still think can have value in this league as an OC and could really rebound his coaching career, be with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or another team. But you know, he hasn't really had any interviews for anything, to to my knowledge, so far up to this point, I, I believe. But, you know, could still be an interesting option um, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers moving forward. We'll, we'll, we will just have to wait and see. Again, I just looked it up. Yeah, he hasn't interviewed for anything so far up to this point. So that is an option. Do you mind if I kind of go down the list and name off some other options? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so th- there's a few things and and shout out to Evan Wanish. Obviously, your co-host, he had sent some some things. Um, you mentioned Zach Robinson, the past game coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the Rams. You also brought this up with guys getting hired away to other opportunities. That's going to create other offensive coordinator openings for other teams as well. So this may muddy the waters a little bit, but some 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 new names before I go back to some of the guys that were considered this time last year you mentioned Zach Robinson he's done some really really good work with the Rams of course I would be interested in anybody who is going to be a part of that Sean McVay coaching tree and that that just group of those really smart young guys you have a guy in Zach Robinson who's only 37 years old he would be a guy that I would be you know Very intrigued to see what the heck is going on. You mentioned, of course, Thad Lewis. He's been doing some stuff for for the Bucs the past few years. Brian Johnson's another name you you had brought up. He's a guy who he was the offense coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, was also their quarterback's coach in 2021 and 2022. He got fired by the Eagles. He's gone. So the Eagles are another team who are looking for an OC, but that could create an opportunity there. I think that Brian Johnson is, is a bright young guy he's been a coach since 2010 you know with with different organizations both college and the NFL he's only 36 years old he's another young option of course you have sorry go ahead I'm not
1: sure if you had said this name yet sorry uh Kellen Moore you know former Cowboys offensive coordinator I believe he did interview with the Browns this week but 2019-2021 uh, Dallas was number one in yards, and you've seen kind of the, the the positive turnaround that I think Dak Prescott has had outside of the playoffs these last couple of years. He's been one of the better QPs uh, in the league and a more productive offense for sure. So, I mean, he's another guy that it's going to be interesting to see where he lands. Um, I mean, he he spent some time in L.A. with the Chargers, uh, but just another yep. candidate I think that could be brought into the mix here. And again, I I, I refer back to what I had said earlier. The Bucks have the benefit here because of, like you said, guys being hired away. But the fact that this happens four days after the end of your season uh, is much better than trying to account for it two months from now. I agree. A um, couple of,
0: of other names I want to mention is, you know, Arthur Smith. I don't necessarily think I would be interested in Arthur Smith, but he's a guy that has loads of experience here as a coach, a head coach, an OC for the Titans and another name, which some people may go, oh, personally, I'd say, hey, that'd be pretty sweet. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Current current USC senior offensive analyst right now is the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, head coach over at Texas Tech. He oversaw guys like you know, Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray and whatnot have a lot of different types of success, so maybe that's something you consider. I don't know, Rhett. Uh, those are some of the names that are new to us, yeah, right? Some of the
1: some of the names in chat as well. Brian Duncan says, Dan Mullen, former head coach of the Gators, would be my first pick if Todd Bowles could embarrass Brian Johnson's offense. I mean, what the hell? G Vegas, the moderator, says, hey, go after Keenan McCardell, Vikings wide receiver coach, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Look how Jordan Addison has done And you can bring a familiar place back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Real quick, I'm going to go through a list of the guys that the Bucs interviewed this time last year, Brett and just familiarize some people with some names that the Buccaneers are already familiar with Thomas Brown, offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. That didn't go well, but maybe things have changed. I don't know. Ronald Curry, the quarterbacks coach now of the New Orleans Saints, maybe could be an option. He's been with the Saints for a pretty long time. You have Shea Tierney, the quarterbacks coach of the New York Giants. He did some interesting stuff with Daniel Jones. And then whenever he got hurt, DeVito was the guy that was able to get in there and do some kind of interesting things in that mix. Scotty Montgomery, he is currently the assistant head coach and running backs coach for the Detroit Lions. That'd be a pretty interesting name, in my opinion, given how well the Lions have been doing this year. Keenan McCardell was a guy that the Buccaneers interviewed last year. This year, you've continued to see him have success as a wide receivers coach. And then finally, this is a guy that I'd be pretty interested in. He's the passing game coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. It's Clint Kubiak, son of, you know, a very, uh, very very famous head coach in the league, Gary Kubiak. He's another guy. He's only 36 years old, Rhett. He's joining that Shanahan McVeigh Lafleur coaching group, so to speak. He would be another interesting name in that mix as well. The Buccaneers already had the chance to interview last year.
1: Another interesting point that has to be brought up, and G. Vegas, the moderator, brought it up in the chat. The Panthers have $28 million in cap space this offseason, so they could, if they wanted to, make a push for a big-name free agent, like a Mike Evans, where they obviously have a need. Uh, If I was Dave Canales, I would tell Dan Morgan to go get him, because Mike Evans will make Bryce Young look good, and it'll help save Dave's job. Now, there's a couple of ways that that we can can break this down here. Uh, I, I still have a strong feeling... That Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans, Levante David, you know the top free agents that are on the Bucks list this year, specifically Baker and Mike, I still want to believe the Bucs don't have any intentions of letting them go anywhere. I don't know if the presence of Carolina with some spending money makes it a little more difficult for them to re-sign a Mike Evans, but uh, what are you thinking?
0: Let's talk about the ripple effect of this move. Exactly. Right? This, yeah.
1: this, well, this was
0: something I brought up in my video. And I'm going to ask you this question now because I have a chance to talk with you about it and get a second opinion on this. I don't think this affects Mike Evans. Does this affect Baker Mayfield? Because this entire past year, we had heard Baker Mayfield's had eight different head coaches. He's had like 55 different offensive coordinators in his career. That's happening again, Rhett. Not in the case of Todd Bowles. But in the case of Dave Canales, what did Baker Mayfield say right after the end of the Detroit Lions game? I'd love to come back, get a second year in this system. The system's gone. Yeah. That's not going to be a thing anymore. Uh, Baker Mayfield's going to have to learn yet a new offensive system. Is he going to now consider, well I have to learn something new anyway, let me at least go out into the open market and see what's available because I'm going to have to learn a new offense anyway. That's a question. I think that that is a legitimate question. Now, what are your thoughts and opinions about it?
1: Yeah, I, I do think it is a valid point because we had gone into the offseason, you know, once the clock hit all zeros in that playoff game, we had basically looked at the Bucks and said, hey, they're set up for success. You're going to have uh, Bowles back as head coach for a third season. He was able to save his job here down the stretch. Dave Canales and this offense really came around and played well, anchored the team in some of those wins later in the season. Uh, the development of guys like Rashad White, Baker Mayfield having a career season. K. Otten in the postseason. The way that they were using him was incredible. This was one of the uh, the best stretch of games he's ever had as a player. So the success that Canales had this year, I, I really thought we were going to see improvement because I assumed he was going to be back. Like this developed so quickly we we knew the week before the lions game he had that initial interview with carolina and we knew they were going to be interested but that gm move i think was the nail in the coffin for, and for it, it was going some, there but yeah. it does beg the question you know they're going to have to nail this offensive coordinator higher. one I'm not going to say that Baker cannot sustain the level of play he did last year, but he's not going to have the benefit of a system that he already has under his belt. You don't know how drastically different this offense is going to look. You don't know if it's going to be more run heavy. You, you just, you don't know. There's a lot of question marks and, and in a lot of ways, as you said, it feels like they're back to square one here on the offensive side of the ball.
0: I agree. No, I do agree. And obviously I was the one who brought up the point. And overall, right, overall, if you, if, if it is in, Todd Bowles and Jason Light's minds. We want Baker back. We want him to be a part of this organization. And Baker obviously still probably has a lot of love for the organization. Look, Todd Bowles and Jason Light both had to sign off on bringing Baker Mayfield in. So he has a lot of love for those guys as well. You did just mention something. And as you were speaking, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Talking about guys that Baker Mayfield has worked with before. If that is the Bucks' goal to say we do want some type of form of continuity here, two names that come to mind, and there's two names that we've already mentioned. One is Thad Lewis, right? He's worked with Baker all year this year, so he knows what Baker likes to do, what he doesn't like to do in an offense, and you can really, that can be beneficial. That's one guy. Another guy, which was the first name you mentioned, is Zach Robinson, who worked with Baker last year as the pass game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Now, that was only for a month, I believe, but that's still something. Right. Yeah, you, That's still something.
1: And you did mention Cliff Kingsbury earlier. We brought his name up. He coached Baker Mayfield at Texas Tech. So these are Baker guys. That,
0: did Baker go to Texas Tech? He did, really. yeah. And then
1: he went to Oklahoma afterwards. But he oh, is I'm a dumb. he is a Texas boy through and through. He did not want Love to go to Texas. He did not want to go to the Longhorns.
0: Love it. But no, those are a couple of names we were like, okay, these guys have some semblance of working with Baker Mayfield. Obviously, Thad Lewis has the longest tenure. Zach Robinson's a guy who's probably in second there. And then, of course, Cliff Kingsbury. That was a long time ago. But, hey, it still counts. Uh,
1: Another good point by the moderator, G. Vegas. This is why he's got the blue wrench, man. Get Seahawks offensive coordinator Waldron. Pete Carroll is no longer the head coach over there. Who knows what new coach wants what guys. Waldron brings a similar system. And for Waldron, it's a little more stability with a playoff team. That's another thing as well. Like You you have to make sure this higher... Is someone that you can sell to? I mean, the fans obviously are secondhand, but you're gonna have to sell this guy to your quarterback. You're gonna have to sell him Shit. to your players. Sh- Shane
0: Waldron's the offense coordinator of the Bears. He got hired.
1: Oh no way! Uh, I actually didn't know two, that
0: either. Two two days ago, he got hired. Yikes! So
1: yikes. Well, just but a reminder, I, folks. I, I, uh, it, we haven't mentioned it, but phones are on for this show. If you do want to call in and chime in about, uh, the search for a new offensive coordinator, talk about potential candidates or how much you may hate Dave Canales right now. 305-224-1968 meeting ID eight three nine nine four four eight six five eight five. 6585 And no, I don't hate Dave Canales. James, I don't think you do. And I don't think the people should either because someone else had brought this up in the chat as well, but there's only 32 head coaches in the NFL. There's only 32 offensive coordinators in the NFL, as far as I know. I don't think any teams have co-offensive coordinators. But, I mean, going from an OC to a head coach, for a guy that has to provide for his family, you know, he he more than doubled his salary here, uh, getting this contract with Carolina. So, again, it sucks that he went to an NFC South rival, but there's a lot of reasons to not be upset uh, for Dave Canales. Even though, I will say too, I don't know if he's quite set up for success there in Carolina. I, I don't uh, I don't have a lot of positive thoughts about the ownership and the way that team is set up right now, especially from the offensive point of view.
0: Oh, oh I mean, I agree 100%. I think David Tepper is the worst owner in the league. I mean, I say that with I don't even hate the Panthers. I don't really care. Like, you know, Panthers are fine. The owner sucks i mean he literally poured his drink yeah I mean, he literally did that to a jaguars fan what are we doing you're a billionaire dude but taking that aside i know you said he's might not might not be set up for success and i know people are upset right because dave Canales, yeah he was, he was good and if you like dave Canales, you're obviously upset that now you have to see him twice a year and that's not fun if we were but i also would say let's express empathy in this situation right If we were in Dave Canales's shoes and we had a chance to go have our own football team, have a good relationship with the general manager on the team and and again, have a team to call our own and get a significant payday uh, pay upgrade, we would all probably do the same thing. And from an outside perspective, it is easy to say, well, is he really prepared to be a head coach? He only had one year as an offensive coordinator. Is this actually going to work out? It's easy to say it as an outside perspective. But of course, if we were again, if we were in Dave Canales' situation and the Carolina Panthers said, dude, we'll make you the head coach, I would sit there and think, I can do this. Why not? You know, um, so I don't blame Dave Canales for taking the job. I would do the same thing if I was in his position. Uh, you know, it is it is what it is. And I know, you know, because we've heard Dave Canales say this. Of course, he's grateful for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, he's grateful to be in this position that he is in to get this opportunity that he has gotten. And he obviously owes Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for, for giving him his, his first chances an OC. And then it led to this. I don't blame him though. because uh, I would do a, a, the same exact thing. And I, I think a lot of people would also say
1: that as well. Call on the can of fire podcast. Who's this? <laughs> All right. Great call. <laughs>
0: I felt a lot of the emotion in that take. Yeah, I, you know, he's he was left speechless. So am I. I was so shocked. I. I mean, geez, I got, I, I got the, I saw the 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 alert, and I was like, oh my goodness. Um, no, but to continue to talk about, man, the ripple effect, rat I can't stop thinking about it. More so, more so, what this means, dude. The Bucks have to find. Like you talked about it. They have to nail this next OC higher again. Remember how much we were stressing and talking about the last time the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had to go and find an OC and everybody was freaking out about it. Now you have to go through that same process again. This is not gonna be fun for Todd Bowles. I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe he likes interviewing people. But um it's it's just man, we're gonna have to sweat out another one, Rhett. I mean, my Goodness. Right. My goodness. What does this mean for Baker moving forward? What does this mean? I I don't really think it affects Mike Evans. If I'm being completely honest with you, I don't think it affects, you know, a, a few people, but the biggest guys I think it affects is obviously Todd Bowles and obviously Baker Mayfield.
1: I think some of those undrafted free agents, the guys who stepped up this year, David Moore, Trey Palmer, I think their usage could be brought into uh, brought into question because, I mean, obviously training camp has to play out. But the changes that are made, the the way these wide receivers are used, uh, we just have to wait and see. And another solid point here in the chat from our very own Evan Wanish, the Bucs do not get any compensatory picks for Dave Canales. He has to be with the team for two plus seasons to qualify. He was only with the Bucks for one. So you missed the boat on that. As well. Wanted to talk a little bit more. About Baker Mayfield. And your expectations for him next season. Uh, I. I I don't want to believe. That it sways. His attitude. On re-signing with Tampa Bay. Like I still think he would ultimately like. To be back as a Buccaneer. For the next couple of seasons. He seems grateful to the team. They're the ones that gave him the opportunity. All the stuff he said in the press conference. But. What kind of effect do you ultimately think this does have? Do you have doubts or questions about uh, what level he can perform at next season? Because you've seen him, just like in Carolina under Matt Rule, it wasn't great. You know that was the worst version of Baker Mayfield I think we have seen in the NFL, and it led to him being cut by the team that signed him to be their franchise guy. He's not going to get cut by the Bucks, but. You know, what kind of offense do you think he's going to need to thrive and what kind of expectations do you have for him now next year? Because if he turns in another year like this year, a career high for him, I think it could be a success in another first year offense. Uh, but if he's a little bit worse, then I think fans might be quick to to be a little bit more harsh on him than they should be. What What are you thinking here? Yeah,
0: real quick, um, you know, Rhett or uh, Evans saying in the chat, Joe Bucks fan is incorrect. Shocker. Um, but um, no, to 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 mention what you said regarding um, that, it depends on who they hire, right? I, I think that that's a big factor. I'm not worried necessarily about Baker Mayfield's performances, performance next year. Uh, you know, I, I think obviously who they hire plays a, a big role into it. What I'm worried about is what I talked about earlier, where does this give Baker Mayfield pause to say, huh, I wonder if I'm going to go to a obviously he can't go back to the Carolina Panthers um, because that would be wild. I mean, maybe I mean, who, who knows? Maybe maybe Dave could convince him. But does that give Baker pause? Because he's going to have to learn a new offense anyway. Right. That's what has me a bit like, ooh, not necessarily his performance, but his decision on where he's going to go. Um, I still think that he really has an appreciation for Tampa. Like you said, he obviously has a, a good connection with Bowles and Jason Light wanted to bring him in. And, and that's great and everything. But Man, an O.C. is such a big deal for a quarterback. And Baker yet again has to go through a new playbook, a new OC. What would help that is if you bring in a guy, maybe like a Zach Robinson, maybe you promote a Thad Lewis, that would help that. And I think maybe take away some of that pause that would be there. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I I think that the best way to try and keep this offense as consistent as possible is by by looking to hire from within. You know, we did mention Brad Idzig's name. Uh, But I think he's going to go with Canales to that staff in Carolina. They've been really close since, like, Seattle. Uh, They were together over there on that staff. So, you know, I I think hiring from within has... I I don't want to say it's worked before because I can't think of any recent examples. You know, Dirk Cutter went from the offensive coordinator to the head coach, so that's not the same example. Um so I don't have a baseline to, to go off of as far as the history of Bucks promoting from within. But look what they did with the co-defensive coordinators. You know, when Todd Bowles was made head coach, they promoted Casey Rogers and Larry Foote. They've been running the defense for the last two seasons. And the defense hasn't really missed a beat. I mean, there were a couple of times this year where they didn't quite look themselves. But the Bucks also, at one point, had lost five of their last six. I think six of their last seven games. So the entire team didn't quite look like themselves. In my opinion for the sake of Baker Mayfield, I like the consistency and I do like a name like Thad Lewis. I, I, I do like hiring from within. You know, Bowles had a lot of say in what he wanted this coaching staff to look like this last season. And I think it's obviously going to be more of the same this coming season with a lot more pressing issues. But an outside hire, it just, it, it high risk, high reward. You know, I feel like if you're looking to keep this team together and keep things rolling, then uh, an inside hire could be the best way to go. What do you think?
0: I agree. Or or at the very least, somebody who is is familiar with Baker Mayfield in some way, shape or form. Right. I, I feel like that is going to matter a, a good amount too. another name. I wanted to mention because I completely forgot he was available was Ken Dorsey of the Buffalo Bills, um, former OC of the Buffalo Bills. He had been with Buffalo for a pretty long time, was very successful in training up Josh Allen to have some overall success. Just another name I wanted to throw out there. But again, you know, to to take away some of that pause to to find a and I know obviously this isn't the only factor that's going to play a role into it but if you do want to go with Baker as your guy which is what we've been hearing everything reported I don't know if this takes the Bucks pause away from that but you would want somebody who is familiar with with Baker's game and that's that Lewis and that's Zach Robinson as your top two guys right. So I agree. Hiring from within would be probably the best scenario or getting somebody like a Zach Robinson. But firstly, in the case of Thad Lewis, man, is he going to go to Las Vegas? Is he going to go to Carolina? We don't know yet. We just heard about this 45 minutes ago. A lot could happen. So we don't know. So that's going to be something worth paying attention to. Um, It would be. Even worse if Dad Lewis went to Carolina or over to Las Vegas. So keep an eye on that one, folks.
1: Yeah, and I think if the quarterback or the free agent situation changes for Tampa Bay, let's say the new OC hire, you know, Mike Evans and Baker just aren't feeling it. They totally have the options as free agents to go sign with a team that they feel they can win. Like Mike Evans made it made it clear that a priority for him is being on a winning football team, and if this offense seemingly is not going to be the same offense or they just don't vibe with the hire they could very well take their ball and go to another team so it it, with that being the case if this for whatever reason were to shift the priorities for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this offseason they're not in the best position for the draft either as far as addressing the QB position and that's That's an entirely different rabbit hole in itself. I don't think we're going to have to have that conversation. Like I said, my gut feeling is that Baker Mayfield and both Mike Evans are going to be back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on some extensions here. But one more point from the chat. This is the moderator, Kevin522. To be fair, Baker Mayfield has chemistry with these guys for a full season now, and a majority of the playbook issues are just terminology, so it's not as big of a deal as people make it out to be. In my opinion, it's not as big of a deal as the new OC decides to make it out to be like, if this guy comes in and he has a system, how different is it going to look? What, how does that approach change over the off season? You know, how does that approach change what the team looks like over the course of the season? Because even with the Canalis offense, like he was a great offensive coordinator, but there were a couple of weeks this year. It was more than obvious. He was a first year offensive coordinator. And you know, a first year is going to have a lot of ups and downs. And if, you don't have an offensive coordinator who can have as many ups as Dave Canales did last season. I mean, we're talking about, you know, potentially Todd Bowles back in the hot seat for his head coaching job. Baker Mayfield. You don't know what that contract's going to look like. There's just, there's a lot more question marks now heading into the off season than we expected there to be uh, on Sunday. Yeah,
0: I don't think it's fair. And I'm not saying that the chat is undervaluing the offensive coordinator position, but I don't think it's fair to say like, Hey, it's not, that big deal besides terminology? Disagree. I mean, there's a reason that all of these offensive coordinators get hired as head coaches and, and they deep dive into and they mention it all the time as to why quarterbacks can have success or fail, right? It matters. It certainly matters. That's the head of your offense, of your coaching staff. That is going to matter. So, I yes, this is a big loss. It's not as simple as just plug and place anybody in there. Right. It's not as simple as that. If that was the case, Byron Leftwich would still be the offensive coordinator of this team. Um,
1: And we could only hope that maybe at this point, Dave Canales decides to pull a Byron Leftwich and go full power trip on the Carolina Panthers. Somehow ends up being the offensive coordinator for Tampa Bay for another season. Uh, But at this point, yeah, this is a a move that was incredibly surprising and it changes the landscape of what the offseason is going to look like. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because before free agents were your biggest priority. And here we are now, it's going to be hard to sign some free agents. If you do not have an offensive coordinator for them to play under.
0: I agree. I mean, like, look folks, I, and people can disagree with me. This is a big deal for me, <laughs> you know, for me, man, why did this have to happen? No, but I, I think this is a big deal for the Bucks. Everybody, After this year, you just said it. Following the game, you talked about it on here. You and Evan did, where it's like, man, a lot of stuff to be proud of. The offense looks like it's clicking. Dave Canales, really good OC. Seems like he's getting stuff together. Has great chemistry with Baker. That's gone, you know. Continuity, that's gone as well. Offensive continuity, right, is gone now as well. And that sucks. That sucks a lot. Now, you have to hope that Todd Bowles can nail another OC higher and we'll see if he's going to be able to do so, man, that's going to be a big, big question. And, and we'll see what Bowles can do.
1: Quarterback Baker Mayfield, who was named a comeback player of the year candidate today. Also nice. a lot of uncertainty there. Uh, it, you know, we, we've tried to, to wrap our heads around what this is going to mean for Baker Mayfield, but the the ultimate answer for just about everything we've talked about today is, is, is wait and see. You know, we, we, we can't really base any predictions on on, on the Buccaneers battle plan uh, until we have a good idea of what this new offensive coordinator is going to bring to the table and ultimately who it is. But we will make sure that we keep you updated here on the Cannon Fire podcast every step of the way. Want to say thank you guys for calling in. Had a, had a great slate of callers today. I uh, want to thank you guys for watching live with us on YouTube. Over 200 people on an emergency podcast live stream. Subscribe if you haven't already for more great Tampa Bay Buccaneers content. And follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show. And, of course, Tampa Bay Buccaneer news as it happens. James does a lot of Tampa Bay Buccaneers coverage as well on his YouTube channel at Mr. Bucks Nation. Where else can the people find you and your great content, my friend?
0: Everywhere. It's Mr. Bucks Nation, Instagram, Twitter, uh, X, I guess now. Um, And just, yeah, man, I'm going to be busy today. Uh, Got a lot of stuff to talk about, obviously, regarding this move. Already put a video out talking about the hire or the hiring away of Dave Canales here. Uh, And there's a again, talk about that ripple effect. There's a lot that goes into this. So uh, busy, busy boy today.
1: So, we, we didn't beg the question, and I know that we're literally wrapping up the podcast, but I just saw this brought up and I wanted to kind of sidebar here. What does this mean, if anything, for Todd Bowles' job security? We haven't touched on that, but it, 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 let's be honest. The Bucks could, could kind of use a, a get-out-of-jail-free card here if they want to go full reset on the Todd Bowles' regime. If they want to look for a more offensive head coach... This is the perfect opportunity to do it. I, I mean, two offensive coordinators and two seasons as head coach for uh, for Todd Bowles. It's not exactly his fault. The circumstances of how he ended up with Byron Left, which was out of his control. And Dave Canales, you know, that was such a great hire that Dave Canales is no longer here. So it's hard to blame that on, on Bowles and say that that's something they can hold against him. But does this change his job security? Do you think? Stay tuned.
0: I'm just trying. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the
1: eyeball emoji.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, it might. I mean, again, like that's not Todd Bowles fault that he hired a good OC that got hired as a head coach elsewhere. Um, if anything, that's a good thing for him. He's now yeah. a part of Todd Bowles coaching tree, you know? So, I mean, I, I see where people can come from. and I see that idea and that theory. Um, I get that a 100%, right? Maybe it does happen. Maybe it doesn't. Either way, I, I think you may agree with this, Brett. It would surprise me m- more if they did fire them than if they didn't.
1: Yeah, I, I agree.
0: I, I think I still, I still think Todd's earned the right to stay.
1: Yeah, and, and I really do think, honestly, if they were to go full reset, it, you're talking about legitimately a full reset. Like if you move on from Todd Bowles, then. I have a feeling Baker Mayfield may be more inclined to go elsewhere. I mean, listen, if the Bucs still make the promise to him that he's going to be their franchise guy, then so be it. I think he's earned at least another year in Tampa. But without Todd Bowles here, that's a huge uncertainty. Mike Evans may not want to play for another head coach that isn't Todd Bowles. We do know that the defensive players, most of the offensive players, they like Todd Bowles as a head coach. They don't have a lot of bad things to say about this guy so the turnaround this team had at the end of the season, I think it's hard to argue why the Bucks should all of a sudden just want to cut loose from Todd Bowles. I do think he deserves another year. But uh, yeah, man, not uh, not great. Not great. No, I agree. We'll
0: see, man. We'll see. Um, It's going to be an interesting situation. It's going to be... Again, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be fired, right? I feel like that'd be an extreme disservice to him. Like, that would not be a fair situation whatsoever, in my opinion. No, And I I, think you agree with that. I think you agree with that. I'm not saying you don't, but I'm just saying that, like, for that, for that reason, I don't see him getting fired. I think they're going to trust him to make another OC hire.
1: Yeah, I I think unless... Unless they shock everybody and they hire Bill Belichick, I don't think Todd Bowles is going anywhere. But it's going to be interesting, and and again, we will keep you guys updated every step of the way. Check out James' channel for more great Buccaneers content at Mr. Bucks Nation. Follow our show on social media. You know that. Last but not least, let's wrap this thing on up. You can find myself, Instagram, and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back, but that's the show. We will be back With our season review show, just around the corner, should be uh, doing that live for you this weekend, I believe. So be on the lookout for that and some more video content, some positional reviews going to be happening next week and some draft coverage. It'll be here before you know it. Appreciate you guys following along. And thank you for listening. I'm your host, Rhett Matthew, signing off for my co-host, James Hill. We'll catch you in the next one. Until then, and as always, thank you for watching, listening, whatever you're doing. And go Bucks!